For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time! Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. Who Rebels, have we got a program for you today. Jeffrey Dean is on the podcast. I'm telling you, when I do the home safe events, when I do parent sim- seminars and symposiums, when we do... Uh, Anything dealing with kids and teens, we're talking about pornography. I just want you to know that this book we talk about today, Raising Successful Teens, you can find it on Amazon, wherever books are sold, Raising Successful Teens by Jeffrey Dean has a chapter on what to do if your child struggles with pornography. It's the best resource I can recommend on this subject today. He is amazing. I am so excited for this podcast talking about how do we raise teens. I've got a teenager. So many of you have teenagers. How do we raise successful teens? Jeffrey Dean is here to help. And if someone in your family struggles with pornography, his chapter in that book is the number one resource I can recommend. Let's dive into it. Here's Jeffrey Dean on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. Oh, what's happening, Rebels? Good morning. So good to see you today. It is morning. My goodness, it's so cold in Colorado Springs. It is very chilly. I know we're going to re-air this at some point. It'll be like dead of August. I'm like, what are you talking about? But (laughs) we're recording in October, and we've got a cold snap happening here. we got author Jeffrey Dean with us today. Jeffrey, thank you so much for coming on the Rebel Parenting Program. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. It's an honor. Oh, we are so excited to have you on this show. Of all the guests, Mm. of all the backgrounds, (laughs) I am most envious of yours compared to any, in three (laughs) years, we have not had anything. (laughs) I am, I want to come hang out in your basement. I want to come hang out there. I like the checkered floor. I like the TV. I'm into all of it. Yeah. I'm into all of it. Well, thank you. We found this house and the basement sold us on it immediately. And we've hardly done anything to it. The home was built in the 30s, and we love it. That's awesome. So cool. You've got a book called Raising Successful Teens. I'm holding it up. Those that are just listening are missing out on this amazing scene. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, I'm going to say it just for all of our listeners because I need to repeat it every now and then. We don't bring people on the program because we have to. We only bring people on the program if it's, a legitimate transformative book or topic or person. You know, yeah. I've done I've worked for lots of different shows and when you have to put a show on every day, sometimes you put shows on because you have to not because you want to. This book has gone straight into the recommended rebel resources. It is so so good. I really do appreciate mm. it. Ryan, Laura, thank you so much. That just it means the world to me. We are super excited about the book. Really, this book is, I guess I could say this, it's one I've been writing for the entirety of my ministry career. I mean, Ryan, you know this, just the plethora of people you meet, Mm -hmm. the stories you hear, students and parents who are struggling, asking questions. And so I just started writing and tried to put everything in the book that we could (laughs) think of that this generation is facing and parents are struggling with or celebrating. And so it's packed with just a lot of, life history on the road, but more importantly, really just life history in my home. We have two teen daughters and 
you know, we're in the middle of it. We're not the perfect parents. We're struggling along with parents everywhere, For but sure. hoping that this is going to be a great resource to parents as it's been to, to Amy and I and our family. Absolutely. Well, we're going to get to this chapter later on, but anybody that's listening to the beginning of the show, I want you to know there's a chapter on how to deal with pornography with your teen if they get involved with it. It is, I don't say stuff if I don't mean it. It's the best resource on dealing with pornography in your team. Because we talk about filtering, we talk about monitoring, we talk about how to talk to your kids about porn, but what do you do if your teen stumbles into it or struggles with it? We don't have a lot of resources for that. This one is number yeah. one in my book for that. Number yep. one, if you've got a teen that starts to struggle with porn, this book, this chapter is, but I mean, even adults, adults will get a lot out of that chapter. It is so comprehensive. I mean, we went through that. Producer K was like, oh, wait till you get to that chapter. And I was like, really? Is it that good? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, yeah. it is that good. But I want to start with the beginning, raising successful teens. Let's unpack the word successful. I think we have this knee-jerk reaction of there's like all these check boxes we check with what it means to have a successful teen. But let's really unpack what it means for the individual because it I don't think it's a blanket statement you could say for every kid if they have this that means they're successful when you wrote that right what were you talking about what do you feel is successful for raising kids well that's a great question and guys I have to tell you we struggled with that word because of everything you just said yeah. and what is success for me and does that correlate with what it needs to be for you and your family and I went to Matthew 22, verse 37. Mm. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And really worked backwards from there of thinking about, okay, what, what do I hope for my daughters, Bailey and Brennan, when it comes to the end of their teen years or when it comes to launching the rest of their lives post high school? Yeah. And so we landed on that word success. But in really the parameters of Matthew 22, I think my goal and Hopefully, the goal of all of us as parents is to see that our students understand biblical truth and that that truth then shapes and guides their lifestyle moving forward, that it's less about perfection because you guys know we can't attain perfection. Right? Yeah. And right. it's more about helping guide, navigate our students towards success, towards honoring God with their heart, with their soul, mm. with their mind. No student's going to do it perfect because it's impossible to do so in this yeah. fallen world. Yeah. yeah. But our goal as parents is to lead them towards that. So it's less about performance and it's more about heart pursuit. And that's where we landed with that word. And I hope every parent hears this today mm. because it's easy to, to look at this book or to look at your kids as I often do and think, man, I missed it in that area or we didn't quite get it right with that topic, but it's less about those tangibles and more about, Hey, God's word is that guide and our students teaching them what it means to follow that word in their pursuit of becoming the one who follows and honors him with all their heart, their soul, with all their mind. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, are you kidding? Totally. So Laura and I were talking about this yesterday. I was talking about the producer K too. I think we're in a bit of a new generational teaching theory you know, for a long time, most parenting books were performance-based. It was behavior hey, modification. Yeah. Behavior modification. Kids will do about, you know, this much bad stuff, and you can stop it by consequences and punishments, and this is how you can stop them from doing bad things. There was so much on... Behavior. Behavior modification, which is performance, and less about, well, 
why do you think your kid is acting up? Why do you think they're doing these things that go against the things that you believe in your family? Why do you think they're angry? Why do you think they're rebellious? Why do you think they're drinking or looking at porn? Well, whatever that is, it used to be so much more on here's how to stop them from doing these bad things because that's really what you want. And what you're saying is it's so much more about the heart, about mm. the why, about what's actually going on than it is necessarily about some award or trophy or ribbon or you know this checkbox of oh my kid does all these things therefore i've got a successful kid right. you know loving yeah. the lord your heart soul and mind you know parents are like yes i i want that too but i also want and jumping up from that is i want them to look this way i don't want them to wear these things i do want them to wear certain you know there's this performance side of i'll feel better as a parent if my kid is checking right. these boxes instead of, hey, all kids are individuals. They're all going to express themselves differently. And if they love the Lord, their heart, soul, and mind, and they try hard, you know, if they try hard, you know, it's not about, like I talk to my kids. It's not about your grades. Dad doesn't care. If you try really hard, whatever grade you get is fine with me. Because right. it's about trying, not that result, you know. I Absolutely. Got, I got terrible grades terrible i'm always let's don't go there let's just yeah let's just, don't let's go just there. keep moving on i get embarrassed by it and <laughs> it, it's never affected my professional life i get hey, nobody man. asking yes. what my junior yes. high grades were or my college grades yeah. so yeah it's more about that heart stuff i really mm. think that's important i mm. really think that's important and it's so free it's yeah. really yeah. free as a parent to get to that place to to not coast or no. to just ebb and flow of life, but to get to a place of realizing, hey, there is a, a place of freedom when yeah. we realize, yeah. not in a legalistic way, but when we realize God's word truly can navigate the journey we're on as families. And it, again, it's not about performance and perfection. It's about pursuit of holiness. Totally. Yeah. And, and what a free place to be. What I want to say too for the parents out there, you know, if you've got a kid with a great heart who loves the Lord, who tries hard, but maybe isn't checking certain boxes, rarely is another parent going to come up and be like, man, your kid's totally subpar. But you might get a parent like your parent or an in-law or somebody like that in your life that's got a little too much freedom with their mouth that wants to give you advice on raising your child. Mm. And what you can say back is, man, yeah, their grades weren't you know great this year. My goodness, they love the Lord so much. They talk about him all the time. We've got a great intimate relationship. They really try hard. You know, when you give those positives, it really is throwing water on that hot coal. It's like, you know, you can think whatever you want about their summer internship or their first job or whatever that is. And when you start reminding people what the truth is, what the real important issues are, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good times. Well, I was just wondering, I, I mean, you seem like you're in the thick of it. You're out speaking all over. Mm. What are some of the major topics that us as parents, I'm a new parent of a teen, um, need to focus on? Well, the list, you know, is endless. Yeah. We try to tackle as much as we could in this book. But I would tell you, I'd love to get your perspective on this as well. Mm. Uh, this topic of significance mm. is one that we continually see surface of mm. my social status uh, defined by who follows me yep. here, my status on my campus as a student, my status in my parents' eyes. That's a big one. Yeah. Uh, I, I, more than 
hey, I want my friends to like me at school and I want to hit the 100 like hub with every post. We are seeing from students uh, this overwhelming uh, struggle with, hey, I don't feel like I measure up in mom and dad's eyes. Mm, So Mm. I talk a lot in the book about really my influence, my leadership as a parent to my kids really begins with my walk with the Lord. Mm. And when I pursue my walk with him in a healthy way that I'm allowing God to define me as a dad, yeah. it just spills out. It spills out into how I help my daughters define them yep. through my eyes. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, the and more, you say in the book, no matter what you think, you are the biggest influence in your child's life. Yeah, it's not a friend. It's not a coworker. It's not a teacher. It's not a youth pastor. It, well, here's the truth. You certainly start out as the biggest influence in your child's life. I think you can regain that at any time. You can make that rise or fall with how you treat them. Right. But your kids need to know, I like being your parent. I really do. I, it's an honor. That's I can't good. believe the Lord let me be you, your parent. I get to be your parent of all the kids in the world. He gave me you. I'm so stoked on that. I'm so glad to be your parent. That will change your relationship with your kid. A lot of kids don't know it. A lot of kids only hear negative. Yeah. The parents constantly trying to coach him up, constantly trying to help him out, constantly trying to raise the bar. And they just like, do you like me? Do you like right. being my parent? Am I doing yeah. anything right? And it's like, you right. got to remind your kid, I love being your parent. It's so awesome. Mm. And at the top of the list, I mean, Ryan, you're so right. Shouldn't that be our pursuit as parents to see that above all, that we communicate the message, I'm in it with you. I'm your biggest yeah. fan. Yep. You are no mm, mistake. Yeah. I love you. And continually in creative and dynamic ways, say just exactly that every day in a plethora right. of ways wow. showing my kids yes. I love you no matter what the world says no matter yeah. who your friends are or are not I love you I'm in it with you you are no mistake yep. God has a plan and a purpose yep. and I'm honored to be your daddy I'm honored to be in it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right I choose and, you you know Jeffrey we just did a survey of all the rebel listeners and the number one thing parents said they deal with with their kids is anger. They get angry with their children, and it it creates a lot of shame and guilt. I truly believe if you will keep reminding your kids how much you love being their parent, it will change it in your mind too. We have so many negative voices in our head, we've got to overcome them. And if you keep reminding yourself, you know what, I do, I like being your parent. Maybe not all the time, maybe not in this season, but generally, I really like being your parent. I love being your dad. I love being your mom. I like hanging out with you. I like watching you with your friends. I I watch my son play Fortnite tournaments. No one can believe this. Like he has these four hour, you know, Western Cup tournaments that he does. I love watching him. I cannot believe I'm a gamer. He smokes me. I can't believe how good he is. And for him to hear that from me, it's like you see his little chest, like, oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Oh, you know, I got it going on. He does. He's got it going on. It's an awesome thing. See, we're on a different well, level. That, I have to throw this oh. in real quick. You're Fortniters, we're yeah. Mario Carters. So we're a little elementary. Oh, yeah. We're a elementary <laughs> in our gaming skills, but all the fun that's awesome well with gaming and technology and screen what are some of the things that you're finding that really support teens and parents with boundaries with devices i think you just said exactly that 
boundaries. We have to start mm. there. You guys know this, but to give our kids these devices and just to believe that they're going to get it right because they're so oh, yeah. good nope. kids. I tell you, uh, <laughs> yeah. I speak in an event every year in Chicago and my family has fallen in love with Chicago. And ever since Bailey and Brennan, our daughters, they're now 15 and 17. But as far back, guys, as I can remember, they would go with us. And five, six, seven years old, eight years old, they fell in love with the city. Well, I remember several years ago, we're in the city. I'll tell you a quick story. And I wanted to hit REI and Amy wanted to get some shoes somewhere. And Brennan wanted to go to American Girl. And Bailey <laughs> wanted to make sure she hit North Face. Well, long story short, we didn't have a lot of time for all four of us to go to all four locations. So Amy went off to hers, and I hit mine. And Brennan's just nine at the time. She heads to American Girl, and Bailey's 11, and she heads to North Face by herself. And I know both of you are thinking, surely he did not let his girls journey in that city by themselves. In Chicago alone. Of course I didn't. Even though they know the city, (laughs) and even though they've gone for years, and even though they're really good girls, guys, I would never let my girls just go it out on their own. The same is true yeah. with this. I know you guys know this. Yes. But every, yeah. We have to remind ourselves of this. It doesn't, listen, just because your kid may be on the honor roll or because your daughter may be student body vice president, Satan doesn't care. He doesn't care if your kid's on the honor roll or on meth. Satan hates your kids. He hates your kids. He wants to destroy them. And so when it comes to this device, we have to be super strategic. We've got to have a game plan. I talk about that in the book. You guys know this, of just developing a game plan of setting up parameters, sticking to the parameters. We all know, statistically speaking, our kids work well with boundaries. We know that's proven. We set the law. We stick to the law. It may not make us the funnest parent, but we have to remember in this game, parents, our kids don't need us to be their buddies. They're not needing enough pal. They need us to be their parents. And sometimes, you know this to be true, we got to love our kids so much that we're okay if they don't like us. It's not fun establishing these parameters. But I tell parents everywhere, and I tell them in this book, hey, sit down, get a plan together, map it out, clearly articulate it, and stick to it. So important. Yeah, yep, that consistency. Here's what I tell parents, too, on social media, because things come out all the time. Like, you can ask your kids now, oh, do you have a TikTok account? And they'll be like, what? You know about TikTok? And you say, hey, let me see. Or you've got a younger kid that's asking, hey, can I get a Snapchat account? Can I get on TikTok? Can I get on Instagram? Can I get on, you know, whatever it is? And be like, I don't know, maybe, but you've got to get that app on your phone now, right? That's as a parent, if you're going to let your kid have TikTok, have Snapchat, have Instagram, have Facebook, you too must be on it. You've got to be friends with them and then go through it for an hour. Take an hour, scroll through. Like we don't do TikTok with our kids in the home. Like I follow Gary Vee. And I follow like all these entrepreneurs. Well, my 13-year-old doesn't want to follow entrepreneurs right now. He doesn't want to figure out how to flip and buy at a discount and flip online on eBay. That's not what he's into. But there's some serious stuff on TikTok. I was like, whoa. I was surprised. I got embarrassed. Like all of a sudden, I've got it playing loud and all of a sudden stuff comes through and I'm like, oh, it's so you got to go on. You've got to go through it and check it out and see, is this something we agree with or that we don't agree yeah. with? What you just said, yeah. guys, that's so good. Ryan, you know it. That's just a home run right there. Just the fact that you're on social media, that you're having those conversations with them. I think parents, we just have to think practically. We have to think about how yeah. it connects yeah. in our minds. And, you know, I learn more about social media and technology as I research and as I spend time. And it's no different when it comes to keeping tabs on what your kids are doing. You get engaged, you get involved, you have these conversations, and 
you just you stay the course and you realize that some things, even though they're culture cool, just not may not be spiritually acceptable for your family. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to be willing to draw that line. And I find that my daughters, even though they may not like sometimes the law we hand down, they respect the fact that we're in it with them. They may not right. like the mm, rule, yeah. but they so respect the relationship because of the rule. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rebel Parenting. What's up, Rebels? You ever watch a commercial and you think to yourself, what? It can't be that easy. I am so skeptical by nature. I got to tell you, our new sponsor, Policy Genius, is as easy as they say it is. PolicyGenius.com is their website. September is National Life Insurance Awareness Month. Most people aren't aware of that. I wasn't aware of it until I read it. And that's why over 40% of Americans don't have life insurance. Right now, prices are the lowest they've been in 20 years, and Policy Genius has made it easier than ever to get covered. Once you apply, Policy Genius actually handles all the paperwork and the red tape. I've been through the process. It was super, super easy. My goodness, I wish I had PolicyGenius.com when I quit my last job and was looking for insurance. It is so much easier now. And they don't just make life insurance easy. They can also help you with home, home insurance, auto insurance, disability insurance. So if you need insurance but you haven't gotten around to it, National Life Insurance Awareness Month is as good a time as any. And go to policygenius.com, get quotes, apply in minutes. You can do all of it on your phone. And you're on your phone right now, right? Listen to the podcast. You're hearing this. Stop it for a second. Go to policygenius.com. Click on that link get your insurance. All right? God bless. Welcome back to Rebel Parenting. Did you miss us? So what are you finding? You talk about mom and dad's roles as a parent a lot in this. So I was just thinking as a mom, what are some of the roles you see playing out for our teenagers? Yeah. Nice. You know, my word, here's the first thing that hits my mind, and it's going to sound so elementary, and it's going to sound so, I hope I can use this word, christian but I, it's, yeah, we're a christian family. And so when yeah. I think about the chapter in the book I wrote for moms, I think about my mama, and I think about what she did. And there's two things my mom mm. killed it. I mean, she rocked this. Number one, my mom was a mom of prayer. And I want to remind every mm. parent that Satan is working like mad to destroy your kids. And so your greatest weapon in your arsenal is prayer. I know you know it. Mm. It sounds so elementary, but I got to remind you, if you're not praying for your kids, we need to be reminded. Yeah, We pray, we pray strategically. We pray with our kids. We pray over our kids. Mm. I talk about prayer walking in the book and that my mom (laughs) was a prayer walker and that she wrote prayers and she put notes in our lunch boxes, even until... My year of graduation, my senior year, my mom was dropping little notes in my lunch boxes. And so those prayers so empowered me. As a matter of fact, I don't know that I've ever shown this to anyone, but I have a box. Super serious. This is a box of notes and letters from my mama. I keep it right here in my office at my desk. I know that sounds silly, but I'm telling you. No, it does not. Letters from my mama through the years. I still have them. She's still 51 years old. She still writes me letters. And so I talk about the power of prayer and writing it down and getting it in Mm. front of our kids. And secondly, two words here. My mama was approachable and she was unshockable. And I think that's so important for every Mm. family. My mama, even though though probably the things I told her shocked her, she didn't always want to hear. and She may not even have been ready for. 
she showed me, Jeffrey, you can come to me with anything about anything. And I'm telling you, that changed our relationship when I got into my mm. later teen years of knowing, man, I can approach my mama. And even though she might be shockable, she's not showing me she's shockable. That's huge for our relationship. Yep, right. I have never forgotten yeah. that. Okay. That's awesome. That is. Oh, I yeah. love that. Because yeah. nowadays you're going to hear things that are just, for me, shocking, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, and just to, sure. to have that game face and be prepared and have that shoulder time with your children. I think that's I still huge. remember. My- you should practice that with your spouse. Yeah. Practice your not phased right. face. <laughs> like, get your husband to be like, okay, your daughter comes to you and she says this. What's your face going to look like? And you're like, yeah. ah! Like, no, 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 not that. What's your good, you know, what's your non-shocked face? <laughs> like, okay. So we, you know, we the- had that like uh, three maybe three years ago when my oldest was 14. Uh, so she's in the locker room and you probably see where we're already going with this, but the locker room at a small private Christian school in Nashville, a school that celebrates the Lord, a locker room where she's with her friends. It's that first month of soccer practice for her eighth grade year. And they're all they're They're practicing with the ninth graders. And so she comes home in the weeks uh, preceding that first, those first couple of games. Anyway, we learned a lot about locker room talk. And I will never forget mm. the night at the dinner table when Bailey said, Daddy, what's oral sex? And so, oh, yeah. you know, I'm putting down my cheeseburger, trying not to choke. And I'm realizing, wow, here we go. And I'm realizing yep. also she's at a Christian school and it doesn't matter. And she's been nope. raised in a home that celebrates the Lord. And it doesn't matter because reality is this sexually driven world. You guys know this. Our kids are going to hear it. and They're going to learn it. I love that she came to us, and it was a yes. You know what? That's what I was going to say. Victory, but I knew probably it was coming, and sure enough, you know what? Even though I probably didn't hit a home run in how I described what oral sex was, I'm so <sighs> glad that Bailey came to us. And from that conversation, yeah. many other conversations flowed. It's about exactly. showing your kids, hey, exactly. the door is open. We can talk. I'm approachable. I'm unshockable. Definitely. Perfect. Yeah. That's a win for a parent. It's yeah. a legitimate win. They came to you, not another friend, not somebody else. Not a, By the way, if you found out your kid went to a teacher, a coach, a youth pastor, another friend, and not you, you're like, wait, what? Yeah. You got to ask yourself, what am I not doing sure. that my kid doesn't feel comfortable coming to me? Am I yeah. blowing up? Am I angry? Am I shocked face? Like whatever it is, you got to be that parent that's like, oh yeah, for sure. Come Absolutely. to me with anything, anything, anytime. And remember, it's never too late. Guys, it's never too late to be yeah. that parent. Oh, it is never awesome. too late to be that parent. And here's how that conversation starts. Okay, you've got a 17-year-old. You haven't been that parent. He's in his final year of high school. It's all good. How about grabbing some coffee tonight or this weekend and say, hey, you know what? Bobby, we'll call him Bobby. Bobby, you know what? Yeah. I haven't been that parent that I've wanted to be. You may not even have wanted me to be this parent, mm. but you need me to be that parent. More importantly, God desires me to be this parent. I want you to know we got four or five months of high school left. I want to be that parent for you. Begin that conversation by just admitting I haven't been who I want to be, but I sure want to get better. Wow, that speaks to the heart of our yep. kids because it's authentic. Yeah. Totally, totally, well, totally, totally. Like what you talk about earlier that that's what they want yeah and i think sometimes in our culture we've been duped and thought that no just let your teen do whatever they want and you just kind of take a back seat and what you're saying and what we're hearing across the country is no right (laughs) they want you they want that authority they want boundaries they want that love and care definitely well okay let's close out with the chapter on porn Because you've got some great stuff in here that I want to hit. Mm-hmm. It's a big chapter. There's a lot to go through. But I just want parents to hear some of the things. First and foremost, 
sexual cravings are normal in a kid. Mm. I think we forget that our little sweet baby yeah. that we carried home from the hospital that's <sighs> so cute and so innocent and so pure. At some point, Great my sex. son's looking at girls like, yeah. yep, yep, that's right. They're looking at girls and the girls are looking at boys. And you're like, wait, what? No, yeah. no, no, yeah. not my kid. <laughs> yes, your kid. Your kid will feel that way. You did. Your husband did. Your wife Kids did. They will too. It's, it's normal. normal. You know, it's going to happen sooner than you want it to. It was so funny. I was talking to talk to my son about what boy crazy means for girls. Because there's a couple of girls in his school that got a little more advanced than the rest of the boys. And they're like, you know, I like this boy. No, no, no I like this boy. No, I like this boy. It's jumping around. I'm like, that's called boy crazy. Like, it's like, oh, right. it's weird, daddy. I'm like, yes, currently. currently. And it won't okay, be it for won't that, be that long. Long. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's yeah. this is two, man. I'm telling it's why it's so so Don't good. Dance. Don't dance around the Don't problem. Dance. Don't dance. That was perfect. Yeah. I'm telling you, number two, don't dance. Mm. That's such a great point. Don't dance around the problem. Jump into, is it going to be awkward? Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. Be prepared. It will. Yeah. It's okay. Well, you know, I got to jump in here real quick just to say this. The don't dance is so important because let me okay. say this specifically to men. So every man listening or watching, hey, you get the craving and you know the struggle because you're a yeah, man. Yeah. And so imagine your 12-year-old son or your 14-year-old daughter. The, the struggle is, is yep. normal. And so the deal really isn't the struggle. The deal is how yeah. do we handle the struggle? And that's why we got to be mindful. Yep. We just can't dance. Yep, mm. that's right. Love the teen, hate the sin. Here's the truth. Your kids will be exposed to pornography at some point. It will happen. It will. Yep. I mean, you can put filters on. We're sponsored by CovenantEyes.com. Code word rebel. Get you a month free. Covenant Eyes is a great piece of software. Circle, Circle Plus Disney, Circle Home Plus. Uh, Code word rebel parenting. Get you a discount. Mm -hmm. Great filtering thing. We believe in it. And at some point, they will get exposed to it. I don't think it's their fault. Even if they look for it, I don't think it's their fault. It's just out there so love your kid hate what's out there and what's happening to them understand a promise is not enough mm. oh yeah. jeffrey dean <laughs> your stuff is so good <laughs> a promise is not enough we hear this all the time we just had someone in the studio talking about that their kid was in jail in jail because he had abused another child and they were like but he promised he wasn't listening watching it he promised he had gotten off he promised he was getting help yeah promises enough you've got to get filters you've got to move computers into public spaces you've got to help them learn that responsibility mm -hmm. help your teen acknowledge be specific and confess there's a big section on that but it's a big deal part. i have a real question yeah. a quick question about that being specific so you're i'm in scenario, thinking the kid is already watching porn, the girl or the yeah. boy, is it wise to have the girl go to the mom and the son go to the dad or find, if you're single, I don't know, find someone of the same sex or does it matter? I don't matter? think it matters. I, what do you now, I think, I yeah. think okay. some parents could say, well, I think a daddy could say, I connect better with my son. Or a mom could, could say, I connect better with my son. But maybe not. Yep. I think the deal is, okay. is mom and dad are in it or if it's a single parent. You're in it, and if it's your son, if it's your daughter, you're showing them, hey, again, because you're moving past the awkward. Because it can be a little tricky yes. with a daughter and a daddy, especially yeah. if they haven't communicated before. But it's that open communication. Right. I'm here for you. Let's get through this. Let's acknowledge that sin. Let's be specific. Let's confess. Mom and dad are in it with you. Right. God knows all. Okay. We're here with you. Let's yeah. work through it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Here's the truth. I'll just let parents know this. As great of a relationship as I have with Lincoln, and by the way, for those that have listened for a long time, I was a 
horrible parent when he was young. I mean, I was fear-based. It turned into anger. I was super black and white, totally binary, expected way too much from a tiny child. We have mended that relationship through therapy, counseling, a lot of hard work and help. And as great as it is today, he will go to Laura first. Yeah, he's true too. She has been the nurturer, the tender one, the one that's always accepting and loving, the one that said, you know, from day one, I adore being your parent. It took me longer to figure that part out. So I know I go to Laura. How's he doing? What's happening? What's going on? Because he will go to her first. So it's okay if that's the case in your family too. all good. Mm. And it's good that you know that, Ryan. It's good that you see that. Yeah. And you acknowledge that. And it is what it is. And you don't just exactly. settle in that and so kind of give up on your part because you know their relationship is stronger. But you acknowledge it. You see it. You continue to work on your relationship with your son. And it just is what it is. So I tell parents all the time, yep. hey, know the dynamic of your family. Know where you are and just start yes. where you are. Oh, yeah. that's huge. And Get be it. okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, like I could be like, no, I want you coming to be first. That's not working. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just not working that way. I can't force him to feel more comfortable around me. Yeah. You know, well, he's afraid dad's going to get mad. And I'm like, what? I go to Laura. And here's the truth. When he's not in the room and she's like, well, he was afraid you'd be mad. What are you talking about? I'm not going to get mad. <laughs> oh. Oh, that. Oh, that response. Right. That yeah. response. Right? Well, I the other thing we've talked about is that I spend, we homeschool and we do a co-op. And so I'm with the children a lot. Oh, yeah. And I know the rhythms of where they're at and their emotional health, their spiritual life. I kind of know where they're going. Preach, baby. And so when Ryan would come in, I'd just be like, wait, babe, you've been gone for five days working. I've been home with the children. I kind of know what's going on. So check in with me first and I'll give you, yeah, so-and-so was being a bully to our son or Lucy's, you know, had way too much sugar today. I'm sorry. (laughs) I, I gave her too much sugar. Um you know, we got that going on. So just check in with me to feel the heartbeat of the family and then let's go together and attack it instead of him trying to create the dominance or do whatever he needs to do to organize the family. We think co-parenting is totally baloney. This whole thing, like we both have an equal amount of input. Like the Lord wants us to be good parents, but I am super type A. I am really driven. I have a ton of energy. I have to go to Laura and be like, how are they today? Because I can completely bowl them over and blow them away on accident. And yeah. she's with, now we've got listeners. I'm thinking specifically, we've got listeners where I know the dad stays home. Nothing wrong with that. It's no big deal. If that's how your family works. That's how your family yeah. works. But the wife then needs to come in and be like, Hey, what's happened with the kids? Yeah. What do I need to know? Because it gives you so much of a better chance of success with your than children. just to be like, Oh, I know what's up. No, I don't. I've been gone for a while, especially like parents that get deployed. Yeah. You know, parents, you know, or that are first responders or that are doctors that are on call for days on end. You got to know, how is my kid? And ask the parent that's around most. That's good stuff. That's good. All right. Take inventory, remove temptation. That's a big one. Take inventory, remove. Is this require work? Yeah, it's worth it. You know, we got a brand new Rebel Parenting sticker that we it's coming tomorrow. It says, the struggle is worth it. That's so good. That's what it is. The struggle is worth it. That's true. Develop a strategy. Set up a regular routine. Approve friendships. Stop the lies. Keep talking. Set a good example. Establish goals. Get a filter. You know, all those. Prioritize scripture. Pray like mm. crazy. <laughs> and 10, never, never give, give up. up. Never. Never Ugh. give up. Because God doesn't. Mm. He doesn't get. He never. Yeah. He never gives us permission 
to wave the white flag and to give up on right. our kids. Never. Definitely. Mm. I'm so, telling you, well, it's not just, I'm telling parents out there because there's not enough resources for adults like there are for kids. This mm-hmm. resource, that chapter will help adults. It will help your husband. It will help your wife. It'll help your coworker friend at work. You know, they're like, what do you mean you're getting me a, t- a book on raising teens? I'm 55. Yeah, that's right. And you struggle with porn and this chapter mm. is going to transform your life. Mm. That's good. Before we end, I just wanted to think of just some tangible things to give to the listeners. Okay. What are some strategies? So your children are already exposed and living in that. What are some strategies to help them break free of watching porn or bad stuff yeah. on internet? I think it, let's say specifically you have found out that your son, your daughter is struggling with pornography. I think the, yep. a yeah. great place to start is to unpack the pattern because there's a pattern there. Okay. So yeah. let's say you've got a son struggling with porn potentially and statistically speaking, he struggles with porn at home in his bedroom between the hours of 10 at night and one in the morning because the home is quiet. Everyone's asleep. Yep. It's dark. No one will probably know. And so unpack that pattern with him because I guarantee you he knows the pattern. He knows when he looks, yeah. where he goes to look, and what device he uses to look. So talk about okay. the pattern and then begin to break the chain of that pattern. We got to think practically. If there's a fire in one yeah. part of the home, we're not running to the other part of the home. <laughs> we're running to put out the fire yeah. in that part of the home. So figure out that pattern yes. yep. and then remove that source, whatever it is. One daddy told me he took the door off of the door jam of his daughter's bedroom because she was struggling with porn, masturbation. They often go, no pun intended, hand in hand. And so he removed the door (laughs) from the door jam. And he said, no, it doesn't immediately end the struggle, but it eliminates the potential of that struggle just by simply exposing that area of temptation. Find out that pattern and then begin to move forward from there. So important. Great first step. One of the things we recommend on that, like if you're saying it's between 10 and 1, that device circle we talked about, Circle Home Plus, Circle Plus Disney, whatever it is, you can set bedtimes on the internet. And here's the truth. On your devices, yeah. My kids don't struggle with that. I do. I set that bedtime around 930 because I work too much. My kids go to sleep. I go back in the studio and I'm doing things or I'm, you know, playing around on the internet. And all of a sudden I can't get to a, and I'm like, what's going on? Why can't, oh, oh, it's 930. I got to go to bed. I'm getting up in the morning. I got to go to the gym in the morning. I'm going to waste a bunch of time. It's setting those bedtimes. So if your kid struggles between 10 and one, well, then the internet gets shut off at 9.45. It's just shut off. That's mm-hmm. it. And then the struggle is gone and you're helping them break that pattern. You know, whatever that is, if it's on a specific device, Circle can help you with specific devices. Uh, Covenant Eyes is a great filtering program with devices and computers. Mm-hmm. I do need to say this. It doesn't yet work with Chromebook. They're working on it. It just doesn't work yet with Chromebook. But with Mac PC and Linux, it works very, very well. Well, what I hear you ultimately saying, Jeffrey, too is the best strategy is to have those conversations, have those conversations. be in relationship yeah. with your team, know yeah. what's going on in their life, ask questions, yeah. go for A it. A great final question dealing with this topic is to ask your son, your daughter, are you struggling with porn? That's a question probably yeah. a majority of parents have never asked their kids. Are you struggling with porn? Because Laura, Ryan, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I have never met anyone of any age struggling with porn or any struggle who wants to continue struggling. They want freedom. As humans, we want freedom. 
We want to be mm-hmm. Adam and Eve in the garden being found by God, even though we've sinned. He pursued us. God's pursuing us. Mm. He wants a relationship with us. He wants to remove that makeshift clothing that Adam and Eve covered themselves in. And it says in mm. Genesis 3 that he recovered them in the finest clothing of the day, the skin. He wants to clothe us yeah. in his finest. And so our yeah. kids don't want to keep struggling. They want to find freedom, hope, renewal. Ask questions. Questions often fuel the conversation that lead to help and hope. Awesome. Man. So everyone listening, that is a great question to start with. Are you struggling with porn? Yeah. And, you know, now you have little resources yep. to back you up mm-hmm. when you ask that question. So thank you, Jeffrey. Oh, thank you, guys. I appreciate great. it. Jeffrey Dean, great program. Thanks for being on. Thanks for this resource. We'll recommend it everywhere we go. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. We love Rebel Bless Parenting. You. Bless you. It's an honor. All the best. Thanks for listening, Rebels. Thanks for sharing this to your friends and family. If you know someone with a teen, and I know you do, share this podcast with them. It helps us grow. It'll help them. It'll help the teens. Everybody grows a little bit. Awesome? All right. Thanks to The Voice of the Martyrs for sponsoring our podcast. Persecution.com is their website. The Voice of the Martyrs, helping those being persecuted for our gospel with Bibles, resources, all kinds of stuff. Persecution.com is their website. God bless, Rebels. We'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House. And when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L, and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.